This is Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga, recorded at Halepule on beautiful Kauai. Each month we cover topics that can help you find balance in your life through food, good living, and the eight limbs of Raja Yoga. Learn more at halepule.com. And here's the show. Hello everyone, this is Myra. And Kelsey. With Halepule's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. Ayurveda identifies four pillars of health, and when we align with these pillars, we experience vibrancy in life. And they are ahar, which is what and how we eat, vihar, how we live our life on a day-to-day basis, sleep, and how we manage our sexual energy. So ahar, the what and how we eat, has great effect on how we feel and our mental and physical health. And this is one of the main reasons we focus on food and eating here at Hale Pule. Was interest in healthy eating part of your consciousness in your youth? No, but I had difficulty with digestion and I was always interested in finding ways to feel better. So you were selective in your eating? Very. I was considered a picky eater. (laughs) You're a very good cook now. Were you always interested in cooking? You know, and no, early on, I just saw it as something necessary in life, and it made sense. But I actually cooked my first meal at eight years old. My mother, the only time she was sick in my life growing up, was on a Thanksgiving when I was eight, and I just went in the kitchen and made the dinner. And uh, it was all the pretty typical things at that time. Wow, was she guiding you in that? No, she was in bed. She had a kidney stone. Wow. (laughs) I never have worked at it. But I recognized the law of cause and effect. So I started using intuition to do it and also the desire to feel well. I've made a lot of mistakes and there's been a lot of experiments that uh, I've learned from. And I guess that's really the best way I could describe it. But then when I came to Ayurveda, that gave me tools to work with, principles. How has your cooking changed over time? Well, it's a little bit more creative now, although it's very simple. Uh, and I manage my energy around it, meaning I don't let my instincts get out of control with it. And when I'm cooking, uh, I keep a place of neutrality. I keep my attention in the center of the head and allow energy to just flow rather than being attached to my likes and dislikes. Mm, And then that would help with keeping it balanced. Yes. Yeah, it does. And it also the practices of Ayurveda and yoga, especially then, you know, helped me to recognize some poor habits that I needed to let go of. What were some of those? Oh, things like uh, tasting food while you were cooking and, um, you know, putting a little more of something in because I liked it Mm -hmm. and things, things like that. Did you start off by having a messy kitchen or had to learn to clean as you go? Or was that something that came naturally to you? Actually, it was something I have always done because I lived in small places. You couldn't, you couldn't do it otherwise. So I had my, one of my early places of living as an adult, uh, I didn't have any counter space. So you couldn't make a big mess. So I learned how to clean as I go and have it be a really smooth process. And that actually feels really good. And it it has the whole process stay sattvic or having a balance and harmony. That's one of the main things I appreciate having learned from you is that cleaning up as I go yeah. really changes things. 
Well, I've heard you describe success with the meal as having prepared food that is cooked and spiced just right, not too much and not too little, and having a balance of the six tastes with no one taste as predominant. With these components, then I, I definitely leave the meal feeling relaxed, grounded, and clear. What are some tools our listeners can use to ensure they create a balanced meal? Well, as I mentioned, to ground yourself um, and release any fear, any perfectionism, uh, performance-type energy out of your space. So you can just make a grounding cord to the center of the planet and let those things go right down it and they can get recycled. And, uh, and then bringing in a gold sun to replenish yourself. So where you may have let go of some of that fear or perfectionism, then uh, you want to replenish yourself. Uh, you know, self-love is always a wonderful thing and, and love of the divine. And then any other energy, what do you want to be there? You want to be uh, loving and, uh, and creative for, for whoever you're cooking for, whether it's yourself or other people. And then also letting go of expectations of how something is going to turn out. You know, that if we have a fixed idea in our mind, then uh, we're often disappointed. And then we put that energy of disappointment into the food. And, and then we eat it. That's not a great idea either. So our running earth and cosmic energy helps us to be able to stay in, in that neutral place in the center of your head to be able to approach it with love and without attachments. And then, of course, you want to decrease any distractions in the area. You know, turn off any kind of t- television or computer or anything like that so that you can experience what's going on in the kitchen. And, so, and this will make it also easier for you to connect with your intuition and uh, just be in that peaceful place inside while you cook. Mm. We've had some recent discussion here about recipes and how attached people can get to them. In, in particular, looking at a recipe and thinking, I don't have all these exact ingredients, and so then throwing it to the wind for that, that meal. Do you use recipes? And if so, how do you use them? And you know, I don't use recipes in general. I, I use them occasionally as a reference point just to get some ideas. And that's really what I would suggest because every cooking situation is unique. And if we're just trying to recreate something, you know, that doesn't usually work very well in life. So when you practice principles in your cooking, then you have a lot of flexibility. You can adapt any recipe as needed based on what you have available. Um, And and that also, of course, can be influenced by the time of year and condition of the people who are eating the food. So I look at recipes as inspiration, not rigid rules, because there's so many possibilities And it also helps us to, uh, it's much more fun for one thing, but it keeps us out of habit because I know people often get stuck on doing one recipe and one certain grouping of spices and that, and then they get bored. And so just varying your spices is going to make a huge difference in what the meal is like. I suggest to keep it simple and focus on the core principles of balancing the six tastes and that you have an augmenting and extractive for most people, it's going to be in the 60-40 range, 60% augmenting, 40% extractive food. And then things will go very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's take a short break. And when we're back, actually walk through the process of cooking a meal. And I'll narrate that as we go. Okay. 
Learn to use the healing power of food as a certified Ayurvedic chef. In this 100-hour program, you'll learn to incorporate the principles of Ayurveda into personal and commercial kitchens to bring health and wholeness to every body. This program is ideal for Ayurvedic health counselors and practitioners who want to better support clients' eating habits, or for anyone looking to become a personal Ayurvedic chef, run a catering business, prepare healing food at a spa or wellness center, or simply enhance your family's or clients' eating habits. Visit hollypoulet.com for details. We are back. We've been talking about cooking as a creative process. When it comes to cooking, we enjoy ourselves and the meal most when we follow guidelines while staying free from habit and rigid rules. So today we're having dinner and we've cooked our rice in a rice cooker. We're having a cracked rice from Vietnam. And then we're having cucumber and bok choy. We're just near the end of our summer, so we're having lovely cucumbers still. And we've peeled it and taken the seeds out. And it takes only a very small amount of cooking for the cucumber. If you've never had it cooked before, it's really wonderful. It'll be a new adventure for you. Today, I'm going to cook these together with sunflower oil. And, I start, and I'll put a little bit of salt because we want to salt the food just a, just a little bit so that it can uh, bring that taste, one of the six tastes, into the food. And, uh, and then I'll be adding some fresh ginger and cook that a little bit. And then we have some lovely basil that we're going to have with it. Then I'll add the bok choy. And then at the very end, I'll be adding the cucumber. Okay, so we've put sunflower oil in the pan with some salt. And now we're going to add fresh ginger that's chopped into very small pieces. And let that cook for just a few moments. It's on medium to medium low heat. And after uh, the ginger then is coming along nicely. Now we're using some fresh basil here, but you, so you could put your basil in now and you would get their very nice flavor from it. Some people like to add it at the end because they feel like it makes it stronger. So it can be done either way. Experiment with it and see what works best for you. And now I'm adding the bok choy. And so moving it around so that we get some of the spices and the oil on the bok choy itself. And then I'll add water. Too much, but just enough to have a, a steaming effect. So I like to add just enough water to cover the bottom. Now, we're going to cook the bok choy a little bit longer by itself. And because the cucumber doesn't take long, we'll wait and put it in in a few minutes. So covering the bok choy now, I'll let this sit. Again, it's sort of a medium-low temperature. And we'll let that cook a little bit, and then we add the cucumber on top, and it'll get a little nice steaming effect. It only needs just a little bit. Our bok choy is simmering nicely, and I'm adding the chopped cucumber. And these are bite-sized pieces of cucumber. 
And actually, I'm just going to spread them around on top of the bok choy just yet. And put the lid back on and let it continue to simmer and steam a little bit. When that's complete, and actually I'll stop it just before it's actually ready, the warmth in it will continue to cook the cucumber, so we don't want to overdo it. And then before we eat it, we'll put some chopped macadamia nuts just from a farm down the road uh, on top. But if you don't have macadamia nuts, you could use another one. This has been just very lightly toasted. Or you can cook the macadamia nuts in with the vegetables. That brings up the flavor very nicely. Typically, we might be having a legume of some sort, such as split mung beans or whole mung beans or azukis or garbanzos. Those are all legumes that we have frequently. But today, we are actually having just that little bit of mac nuts, and we're having chapati that we'll be making after we finish the vegetables. So the chapati is a flatbread, and we're going to make it with paneer. And those are both heavier kinds of things, so that's why we're not having a legume with this meal, but we're having the paneer and the nuts instead. Chapati is made just with flour and a little salt and ghee. You can put other spices into it if you'd like, but uh, most typically it's going to be plain. Then we actually take the paneer and fold the chapati over and it makes something, uh, maybe something similar to an empanada. And then we cook it at that point. It's quite enjoyable. Okay, our meal is ready and we've taken it off the heat and we're going to let it sit for about five minutes before we eat. This helps all of the elements that are present in, in the spices and in the food to become friends and makes it easier to digest. It smells so delicious in the Hollywood kitchen and great fun that you, our listeners got to come to our kitchen mm-hmm. this way today. <laughs> so Myra, as our listeners start to perhaps venture into cooking for themselves more or in a different way, what are some practices that would be helpful to cultivate? Well, we thought about this uh, in terms of replacing old habits, but what I'd like to do is just talk about what we can do to make the cooking experience more enjoyable and more valuable. So when you think that you have to follow a recipe exactly, then you're, you're trying to recreate something rather than create something yourself. If you have the balance of augmenting extractive in your food and you know you have a grain and a legume or or some meat or something like that and you have an augmenting veggie and an extracted veggie then use your spices to bring in all six tastes then you can be very creative sometimes you might be thinking you're going to do something that was like a recipe and it turns out to be even better and then another one is to use organically grown food or food that is free of pesticides You know, sometimes people think, oh, uh, I have to use the non-organic because it's cheaper or because it's easier to get. But the benefits that you will reap by using the cleaner food show up particularly in your health as well as your finances. Another one is with breads or baking. People think that they have to use 
yeast or they have to use baking soda or baking powder and refined sugar. You know, those are sort of the standard things that are in mainstream food. You know, they, they provide a fluff and they provide a sugary hit, both of which cause imbalance to your digestion. For example, if you were to use some fresh flour, you know, you can grind your own flour, and it's, it's very quick unless you're making large, large amounts, and then you might like to get an electric grinder. But hand grinders are very simple, very quick. But it's a small amount. And then using natural sweeteners like dates or maple syrup instead of refined sugar. You know, the, the results when you're baking are that it's more dense, but the taste is much richer. And, and it's much better for calming vata dosha than things that have uh, leavening of some sort in them. And, you know, these days, too, there's some chia seeds are available, and you can soak those first and then add some to your baking, and it does give it a little bit more fluff, but a small amount. And then another thing is that we need to use our intuition when we cook rather than tasting food while you're cooking. When you do that, it's disruptive to the agni of the cook. And, and it doesn't put a good energy into it. We want to have an energy that I'm going to trust my inner connection and what I'm doing. And so that's an energy of confidence and, and love that goes into the food rather than feeling like, oh, I have to taste it in order to see if it's okay. And realize that everyone makes mistakes. The important thing is to learn from them. And then another thing is to use an appropriate amount of salt in your cooking the elements in it will blend with the other spices and, and the food, and it'll bring a balance to the taste and to your digestion. Adding salt to food after cooking is very strong and imbalancing. Your experience of the food will be very different, and you won't aggravate pitta dosha. Well, thank you so much, Myra, again, for opening up your kitchen to us. And that's all that we have time for today. Thank you all for joining us in our magical kitchen and perhaps we'll see you here in person one day or if you'd like to work with us to determine the best approach for you we offer consultations in person and by phone skype or facetime thanks so much for listening to everyday ayurveda and yoga don't forget if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover just submit your question on facebook or twitter with the hashtag ask that's h-a-l-e-p-u-l-e And if you want to go deeper on your own path toward health, book a consultation at hollypule.com. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Hollypule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our Troidoshic approach to create nourishing meals, join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.